0: High Noon with George Hook.
1: News Talk 106 to 108. Now, it is that time of the week. It is Thursday, which means that it is essential songs. And I'm joined now, as ever, of course, by Bill Hughes, who's going to talk to me about a song that I have to say I might not have considered an essential song myself, but he's going to tell me why I'm wrong. Bill, you're very welcome to the (laughs) programme.
2: I would never tell you why you're wrong, Kira. I would advise you and nudge you in the direction (laughs) of, just, this is a song that gives me a buzz every time I hear it. And that, to me, is an essential song. It's something that really excites me, something that really pleases me. And it's a song by Pink, who's a wonderful artist, and the song is Get the Party Started. And that would be kind of, for most of my life, that has been my... <laughs> Your my, mantra. <laughs> my driving force. <laughs> so, uh, But the first thing I want to tell you about is the, the provenance of the song. The writer, what an incredible woman. She's called Linda Perry and she's a real classic American rocker with the leather jackets and the leather jeans and She's four non-blondes Four non-blondes that's her and she had an international hit with What's Up when she was with Four non-blondes
1: Commonly known What's Going On because I would on, never yeah. have
2: known it was What's Up What's Up What's Up? So, But the thing about Linda Perry is for her gruff exterior she has written some of the most fantastic hit tender songs like Beautiful for Christina Aguilera and What You Waiting For for Gwen Stefani but she's also for Celine Dion, Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus. And she's contributed album tracks for Adele, Alicia Keys and Courtney Love, as well as running her two labels. She has two labels herself and one of the labels she signed the American rights to James Blunt and she's made a fortune off James Blunt. Amazing. So you just wouldn't guess that. But the thing about her is, She's such a huge gay activist, uh, Linda Perry, and she's a very out lesbian. Um, When she was on the Billboard Awards in 1994 with Four Non Blondes, on her guitar, she had the word dyke, and it caused an absolute furore. But she began a relationship with the actress Sarah Gilbert in 2011. Now, Sarah Gilbert, you'll know as the daughter from Roseanne. Oh, yeah, I do know. And the cheeky other professor in the Big Bang Theory yes. who had that famous cello session with Leonard. Uh, uh, so we, we She's love She's great. Her. She's very dry, yeah. very droll. They got engaged in 2013. They got married in 2014. And then Gilbert gave birth to their son in uh, 2015. And then uh, Linda Perry has become stepmother to Gilbert's previous children from previous uh, things. So they're just... It's real happy families and Linda Perry just continues to churn out the hits and Sarah Gilbert continues to act. So they're they're very inspirational women. Now, to come back to Alicia Beth Moore because that's the full name of Pink. That's her proper name.
1: Can I make a confession? I, mm. I'm kind of afraid of Pink. Right. Yeah, no, I am afraid of her because she she always strikes me as being quite aggressive. <laughs> Not that I've ever met Pink or, or know anything about her very much. But do you know the way she's just very full on and... I always feel a little bit uh, intimidated by her, even at a distance, at a remove. I quite like that. Do you? I
2: like being intimidated by a strong, independent woman with talent. I do like know? strong,
1: independent women, but Pink, I don't know. There's something I'm, I'm afraid of, Pink.
2: Well, when I tell you that she was born to a nurse, Judy, uh, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and her dad was an insurance salesman, Jim Moore. He was a Vietnam vet. Now, her dad was Catholic of Irish and a German descent. Her mother is Jewish of Lithuanian Jewish and German Jewish descent. So she's quite a, you know, that's a She's a melting pot in herself, isn't she? Yeah. In the house. And so... When she was born, she was uh, a very healthy child, but she quickly developed asthma as a small kid. And so a lot of, and that plagued her through her early years. But when she was a toddler, there were constant rows at home. And she grew up in a very, very difficult environment because the parents were always fighting and they, they divorced before she she was 10 years of age Um, so she developed her her voice early it was sort of an escape for her and she joined her first band in school they lost a battle of the bands uh, competition I've been judged judged there's somebody
1: there's somebody dining out in that story that I beat pink in the battle (laughs) of (laughs) the the bands in school
2: and as a teenager she started to write lyrics as an outlet for her feelings and her mother got really bothered by them her mother said that her Her initial writings were always very introspective. They were very black, very deep, almost worrisome. And I think the mother thought she was going to self-harm. And this was, you know, a, a big concern. So anyway... Her independent spirit was forged early because aged 14 she started performing in the clubs in Philadelphia at like at 14. Um, and her nickname Pink came from Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. No it way. Was, yeah, so it wasn't a very, it was a mean nickname initially. Because she was yeah, kind of tough. Yeah, So she, but she made the best of it. And she says herself that, you know, she went through phases from skateboarder to hip-hopper to rave child to lead singer in a band. I did it all and all at the same time. Time, she says but at 16 she formed a group uh, with two other friends an R&B group called Choice they were two teenage girls Um, they got a single off to a record company it was uh, L.A. Reid heard the the record flew them out to Atlanta signed them because they were all under 18 their parents had to co-sign put them in the studio put a fortune behind them and then decided the album was crap there were Christmas drinks at the Christmas drinks, L.A. Reid, he took Pink aside, gave her an ultimatum. He said, go solo or go home. And ah, okay. So she went home and then, but before she went, she signed the solo deal. And the solo deal then led to the first album. The first album, she was forced to work with people and it was a hodgepodge. It still managed to go double platinum in the States. And and so for the second album, misunderstood. Yeah. She said, I want to have more artistic control. And the second album has, to date, gone on to sell 15 million copies. Holy moly! So she's really done it. Huge. So I think maybe we should hear the song. Oh yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, let's get the party started with Pink. I think.
1: just tuned in that was Pink and Get the Party Started and my guest in studio is Bill Hughes and we are talking essential songs. Actually I had forgotten how good it is. You and I were having a little bop there. Yeah uh, it's a really good
2: song and when it was released it was the lead single from Misunderstood her second album and like it went up the Billboard chart. It became a worldwide hit. It was number one in Australia. Here in Ireland it was number one. In New Zealand, Romania, Spain and spent four weeks at the top of the European hot 100 singles and then uh, it went on to win the best video at the MTV Video Music Awards in uh, 2002 and um it, it just there was something about it that radio suddenly embraced her because At this stage, a lot of people didn't know who she was. Um, When Moulin Rouge, the movie, came out and they released uh, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, Uh, Lady Marmalade? And it, it, it was Patti LaBelle and Christina Aguilera and this young one. Uh, pink and people were going who is she who is she she'd already had an album that had performed quite well but nobody knew and then with the wave that came after it with Misunderstood and uh, Get the Party Started but also from this album Just Like a Pill and Just Like a Pill was a massive hit worldwide. And it really sort of told people, I'm here. So in 2002, she headlined a tour of America and Europe and Australia. It was called The Party Tour and it was a huge hit. Um, but there's so much about her. She
1: that's... was pushing boundaries, even when you say Just Like a Pill or even that expression, I'm coming up, which is sort of drug talk. Yeah. that If we, if we, if we transport our head back 16 years to the early 2000s, There was a big rave scene. People were taking drugs and people... But you didn't hear much about that in mainstream pop music. That was kind of... Which was still a little bit sanitised and and a a bit like punk.
2: Yeah. Maybe
1: a a generation and a half before.
2: You wouldn't have heard that kind of
1: thing. She was kind of boundary pushing, wasn't she?
2: But can I tell you, this was one of the biggest worldwide hits. The week news talk came on air. (laughs) The first time News Talk came on air back in 2002. So it was it was around then. So we have to sort of cast our yeah, minds yeah. back to... Different time, the, really. Yeah, it was a different time. And then she did a very brave thing. She wrote a song, Dear Mr. President. And it was an open letter to George Bush. And do yourselves a favour, listeners. Uh, look up Dear Mr. President by, by Pink. Find it on YouTube. Find it somewhere and listen to it. It is such a strong... Uh, and, and I think somebody needs to write it at the moment to Dear Mr. Trump. Uh, it's, it, it was the same kind of um, plea from the Bush heart. Bush is looking practically her. benign oh, by yeah, comparison, isn't yeah, he? Absolutely. So um, the thing about Pink is that she's always pushed boundaries. And But I want to tell you about her marriage. <laughs> she's very funny. She met the professional motocross uh, rider... K- Carrie Hart back in 2001 now there were always uh, whispers about because when she was working on this album Misunderstood she moved in with Linda Perry who was such an out lesbian at the time and she moved in because they were going to write the album together and write most of the album together so everybody assumed you know which is an awful thing that the well, world I is I probably like assumed myself yeah.
1: but but <laughs> she had an image that was was probably yeah in keeping butch. with that yeah a, li- yeah, she a little was bit butch,
2: but she's just yeah there's something about her but at the 2001 x games she met this guy uh Carey hart in philadelphia F- uh, they they got together split up in 2003 then in 2005 when he was in the Mammoth Lakes motocross race she was supposed to be assisting in the race she was down in the pits and she wrote will you marry me I'm serious on a pit board and put it out and he initially didn't notice because he continued on for another lap but when he did notice he veered off the track and accepted right there and then and then she said get back out there and finish the race I don't want to marry a loser so, so she's like quite something she is quite something yeah, and they got married in two thousand and six, and then how did he I, do in the race? Do we know? Uh, oh, I, do, I think he won it. Yeah, he's he's been winning ever since because they um, they got back together. Then they split up. Then they famously went on American television to talk about the fact that they were in marriage counseling wow. and how important marriage counseling is to save a relationship. And so they then came back onto the Ellen DeGeneres Show and said. Uh, not only has the marriage counselling worked, and not only are we back together, but we're actually expecting a baby. And so they had their first child um, back in 2010, uh, uh, 2011. And then in December 2016, uh, last December, they had their first son.
1: So they're still together. So
2: they're still together. But there's something about Pink you don't realise. What a success she is. Can I tell you the numbers? Can I give you some financial uh, background? Because in 2009, uh, Billboard put her in sixth place on the moneymakers list and gave her earnings as 36 million. And then in 2010, she earned 44 million. In 2011, she earned 22 million. In 2013, 32 million. Like this woman, is coining it because she writes so brilliantly, she performs, she tours. Now to see her into on tour, and you've got if she's ever coming to Dublin, kill for a ticket. Because she comes out, she does full acrobatics. Like, she flies over. It's like going to Cirque du Soleil. She does the whole thing in a body harness and she flies over the heads of the audience and spins, does all kinds of mad stuff. And she, apart from being such a brilliant singer and being able to captivate an audience, she's able to just put on these performances. Now, uh, I'm fascinated by her, as you can kind of tell. But she is
1: fascinated because when you you describe her... Like, she doesn't shy away from anything. Do you no. know what I mean? She's so brave. She was 14 out in, in clubs with adults gigging in in Philadelphia. She's gone out and spoken about her marriage, you know, on national television in the States. She she pushed boundaries in early 2000s with, with the strong lyrics and with a very strong woman image. She does strike me as a woman who wouldn't pull her punches or wouldn't shy away from anything. Even she asks, it's an unusual thing to be the woman to ask the man to marry you. That's, yeah. that, that's an unusual yeah. thing.
2: But she's also respected in the music industry. Like in 2009, Billboard named her the, the pop artist of the decade. Um, and VH1 ranked her number 10 on their list of the 100 greatest women in music ever. So she's, you know, she's won a lot of awards. She's won a lot and, and she's had so many successful albums. Like her album sales now are over 50 million worldwide. 50 million albums, as well as these tours. It's extraordinary. So there's just something about Pink that makes me go all mushy. I love her. <laughs> that's so funny.
1: Well, well, you, know, you, you, you have so me and you have convinced me that it is an essential song and she is obviously an essential artist. Um, I'd still be a bit scared of her if I met her. Oh, but I,
2: that's not a bad thing. I, I love when, there, when when her relationship was in a bad place that she wrote the song, So What?, and well, so what I'm a girl, you, you, you have a girlfriend and all of that. And it's a real it's a list of all the things that couples fight about. And she, she's really good at that. She also the, takes the piss out of the women like she did this thing about stupid girls where she was, and then she made the video with Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Jessica Simpson, uh, all in it, like taking the mickey out of those women and just saying, you know, this is vacuous. I'd I'd love to hear what she truly thinks of the Kardashians. Because I'd say to get Pink on a rant about the Kardashians would be quite something.
1: I I can only imagine. And she has kind of evolved, her later stuff, doesn't she have that song, um, I don't know if the name's all wrong, Bill, but Broken Not Bent, the the Learn to Love Again. That's not, that's not the same as Let's Get This Party Started that's no. that's like a more mature woman singing now yeah. about struggling and you know maybe about relationship difficulties well, That's what's so she's honest kind about of growing it. up in, yeah. in, in, in
2: the eye isn't she yeah. uh, of music and she's not afraid to put her political uh, thoughts no. down as well so you know there's just something that I think is very enriching about the music world is all the richer for having Pink
1: Listen, uh, okay, sold. I'm wrong. Even though she's a bit You're scary, I'm completely wrong. My thanks, as ever, to Bill Hughes for Essential Songs. Uh, and we will have Bill back, of course, next Thursday with more Essential Songs, more Essential Music. Thanks today to uh, on production Siobhan, Alex, and Roisin for playing a blinder, as ever. Moncrieffin will be up next. Uh, for me, Kira Kelly, that's all we have time for. Thanks very much, and have a great day.